0: I have a question for you. What are you longing for this Advent season? What are you longing for this Advent season? I'll describe maybe what I mean, and as I describe it, you can type in the chat um, if anything comes to mind. Advent is a season on the church calendar that is all about the wait for God to come in the flesh, in in the person of Jesus. It's all about the Messiah of, of, of Israel coming to save his people. It's about God acting to save God's people in the midst of their sin, in the midst of oppression, of turmoil, of pain and suffering and mourning. It's all about waiting for God to come, to meet us where we are at, and to save us there. And so let me ask again, what are you longing for this Advent season? I think many of us might say we are, we are longing for justice. We want to see justice come rolling like a river. Some may say, I'm, I'm really longing for this virus to go away. Take a vacation for the rest of time, thank you very much. Or maybe we're saying, we're longing now for a vaccine, and for health to be restored. We're longing for normalcy in life, or maybe just a longing to see family and friends and church family again, where this virus has just taken away some of those social connections that we long to see returned. You know, and some of us even think, I think actually many of us long for those for for that in particular, this longing to see family and friends again, even in normal years. Because we have friends and family who we lose who we then long to see again. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. Or maybe you're saying Boy, I'm really just longing for even more Jesus. Advent is this time where we can say, this is what I'm longing for, and be able to see how maybe Jesus and the gospel meets us in that longing, and how because of that we can have hope and love and peace and joy in the midst of all that life brings. There is this beautiful song of Advent that Ange has Ange and Nobu, well Ange sang and Nobu played um, one verse of O come, O come, Emmanuel. This is one of the classic Advent songs. It's not so much a Christmas song. It doesn't celebrate, it doesn't um, upfront celebrate Jesus' coming. It sort of does it, um, it does it by describing the longing. O come O come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, please come, Emmanuel. And each verse, if you start going in through the song, each verse describes a different name that is attributed in Scripture to the Messiah, to the the one who Israel expected would come to save them. Emmanuel is the first on the list. But each of these names gives us a glimpse of Christ's character via the name that's used of him. And God's name is who God is, so this shouldn't be a surprise to us. What God names God's self is actually very important. Each verse names Christ for who he is, and it should remind us of his character. And if we don't understand those titles, something like this song is going to be meaningless. But even more than that, we're actually not going to understand the whole story of Scripture that is centered on the person of Jesus and is peppered with all of these titles found in this song. So this Advent, we are going to be walking through this hymn, this Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and paying attention specifically to the titles for Jesus and how um, how the song ties these titles together to give us hope and joy and peace and uh, and love a greater love especially for God during the season of waiting called Advent and I would hope that this would. Uh, not just help us grow into deeper relationship with God, but also help us to get a better understanding of this song to make it more meaningful to us every time we sing it this Christmas as well as every Christmas to come because this is a this is really an amazing song it really is so let 's just i 'm just going to read out this first verse of the song we 've already heard it sung. Um, but this is what it says, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. The first thing to note is the title. It actually uses two, two core titles, the Son of God. Is 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 the first, and we're sort of going to um, skip over that for today. The Son of God is is a descriptor of Jesus. Jesus is the is the second member of the Trinity. The Trinity being God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so that the writer of this hymn is looking at Jesus and saying, "Okay, you are not just um, not just a prophet, Jesus. You're not just a good person. You're not just a good teacher." You are the son of God. You are a member of the Godhead, and and that makes sense then of the first line of this um of this hymn, O come O come Emmanuel. Well, what does Emmanuel mean? It's this word is taken from uh really two primary passages. It's taken first from Isaiah chapter seven verses fourteen, which Matthew in his gospel quotes in chapter one, verse. 23. This is what it says in the Matthew passage, quoting from Isaiah. This is the... Um, he says, he's... he's uh, Matthew's describing an angel appearing to Joseph, Joseph having this dream, being told that Mary is um, carrying a child. And it says, this all took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Immanuel. And in brackets it says, which means God with us. So this is what this phrase means, Immanuel. God with us. This is who Jesus is. Jesus is God with us. God made flesh and dwelling among us, as John says in his gospel. So, just based on that, if you just read that, the, the verses back, O come, O come, Emmanuel, you then read the rest of, the, uh, rest of these sentences in this, at least in, the, in this one verse, as sort of a prayer. O come, O come, Emmanuel, ransom captive Israel, come and save us, come and pay the penalty so that we can no longer be captive anymore. Come and give us comfort in our lonely exile. And this is a powerful image from the Old Testament. God's people were captives in Egypt, in Babylon, and in, particular, in, a, in a particular sense, Rome, um, although there, that captivity um, seemed like freedom. But even more than that, they were captive to sin, just like we are. They were were enslaved and needed delivery. And their their captivity, and our captivity I think as well, is actually because of our rebellion against God. God's people were actually driven into exile as discipline for being constantly rebellious and never repentant. And it was only once they began to repent, once they began to cry out, Come, Lord, deliver us, save us, act powerfully, did that discipline show itself to have been fruitful and God brought them out of exile, which he always promised to do. That's all happening in the background of just these couple of sentences in the song. O come, O come, Emmanuel, ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile that it's it's this cry out to god that we're captive we're captive to these other nations we're captive to sin and we need deliverance from it but we can't pay the penalty for our sin so that we can be free so come god we are mourning in exile draw us out of exile bring us home but the only way to do that is for the Son of God to appear. So when we sing this song each and every Advent and Christmas, there, we're, we're singing with a couple of meanings sort of in mind, I think, and meanings that will give this the entire song a lot more depth and beauty when you sing it next as well. The first is a sense of rejoicing. That this song rejoices, and this this verse can actually help us to rejoice that Christ has come at all. That's what it's what is at the end there. Rejoice, rejoice! Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. But we know that Jesus has already come. Jesus has come and lived the perfect human life and died on the cross for our sin and was raised to new life and invites us into that life as well. We know he is already come. And so we can join with the Apostle Paul in his song in Philippians 2. And I'm going to try some new technology and put this up on the screen. This is Philippians chapter 2. In a... Um, in a passage that's often considered what's called a proto-hymn, it's sort of a, a first example of a hymn in the Christian tradition that's specifically about Jesus. So it's really it's, but it's really beautiful. So he's, the hymn goes, who being in he, he's talking about Jesus. In your relations with, with one another, have the same mindset of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This we can join with Paul in 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 praising God for. And you notice this this um this hymn actually cuts against the grain of what we what we might expect for for, uh, uh, for God and for someone who would be exalted by God it says Jesus is exalted and why is he exalted he didn't consider His the, the, a, a, being in his very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage instead he emptied himself for us he took on the very nature of a servant one of the lowest positions within the ancient world. And even more than that, he, became, he moved from, from the heavenly realm into the earth, taking on the very form of humanity. And with that, taking on the sins of the world and as he became obedient to death on a cross. And so God exalts him to the highest place and gives him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus Every knee would bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue would confess him as Lord. Wow. You know, this is what we're doing when we worship Jesus. We are partnering with Paul in exactly what he's saying here, exalting Jesus for who he is. And when we sing this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, in all of its uh, brilliant, intricate parts, and especially this first verse, What are we doing? We are bowing our hearts and confessing with our tongues that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. That Jesus is our Savior and Lord, our King. And we are recognizing what God has done for us in his coming via the cross. This song is really powerful. It first invites us into rejoicing into rejoicing that Emmanuel has come to us, has saved us, has delivered us from our sin by his grace. But it also leaves us with longing in that rejoicing. And and, and specifically a longing for Christ's second coming. That we are promised again and again that Christ will come again, in glory to judge the living and the dead and to bring all things to right. So our longing for justice will be fulfilled. Our longing for peace in this world will be fulfilled. Our longing for all things to be as God intends for them to be will be brought to fulfillment. And our singing of Emmanuel helps us to look forward to that day when the God with us Comes again in glory. When our longing for justice and health and goodness and a world that's made new comes to fulfillment in Christ Jesus, like we said last week, we are children of the day, who live according to the light of Christ. This is John, uh, in his in his gospel, in the very first chapter, describes Jesus as the light of the world. Well, we live according to that light. And so a song like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel that that reminds us, Rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee. Not only has Jesus already come, he is going to come again. This song should remind us of that and wake us up to who we are as God's people and who he calls us to be. Which, is, which Philippians 2 connects with. It, it begins by, ask, by, by reminding the Philippians and reminding us that in our relationships with one another have the same mindset of Christ. And what was the mindset of Christ? Serving others, putting down our power to do so. Even if it means becoming obedient to death for other people's sake. In our, relations, in our relationships with one another, that is who we are called to be. That is what it looks like to be to be woken up to what the world uh, to what the world really is how 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 we are meant to live in this world, and because Christ lived that way, our expression of love for him should look like that in our lives as well. if we say that we love Jesus, we should be also drawn towards self sacrifice we should be drawn towards generosity we should be drawn towards be- Becoming um, obedient to Christ, which will sometimes mean becoming obedient even unto death, and that's okay. This is a, a theme of scripture that you repeat that we that we see over and over again. Christ will come again and so wake up to how ha- to what's actually happening. In this world, Christ's kingdom is bursting forth in the relationships of our lives through uh, God's, centered on God's church and then moving outwards from there. And so we are called to, to pay attention to our relationship with God, which will really change our relationships even within ourselves, and then um, change the relationships within the church and then within the world. This song reminds us of that. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Jesus has come. He will come again. And we know it will happen because he has promised it to happen. And what God promises is what happens. The song also repeats a really important theme, another important theme of scripture. And it's right in that phrase, Emmanuel. God is with us. Even to the point of becoming human and taking on the penalty of our sin, God is with us. He knows what we face and gives us wisdom and strength and his Holy Spirit to persevere. So when we're facing difficulties in life, um, constantly scripture says that God says to us, I am with you. Do not be afraid. I am with you. That difficult thing that you're working through, I am with you. And there are all sorts of passages that describe this in different details for different reasons. Um, But here's, maybe I'll 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 read two examples the first from Isaiah 41 where it says do not fear I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand he's telling this to the people of Israel and saying in the midst of in the midst of their their hardships do not fear I am with you don't be dismayed I am your God I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Wow. You know, this. he's saying this to us. God is saying this to us. Wentworth, do not fear for God is with us. Do not be dismayed at the things that happen. For, I, for, for, for God is our God for we follow Jesus. God will strengthen us and help us and will uphold us with his righteous right hand. This has been a real comfort to me this week when I got a phone call on Monday that said uh, that, that the church had been broken into, that our sound system had been stolen, the worship computer, the uh, so an internet terminal, some amplifiers, um, microphones, um, basically cleared out the, 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 um, that worship desk in the back of the sanctuary and ripped the doors off, just ripped it apart. And I was like, ah, <laughs> why? <laughs> I was actually really angry and upset and, and everything. And then I started singing this song later that week. It was actually when we were recording it that I realized, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. I feel like we've been, that we're in like this this lonely exile. And we're just waiting for the Son of God to appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel, Rejoice, rejoice, for God is with you. And then reading passages like this is just a reminder that whatever comes, do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He's saying this to us today. That whatever comes, whatever comes, God will... Take away our fear. God will be with us so we don't have to be dismayed because of who God is. God will strengthen us. God will help us. God will uphold us by his righteous hand. This is a theme throughout scripture and there are other passages that will be in the questions after the service that you can go through at home um, to name some of your longings and maybe draw you into worship, but when we sing this song, this Christmas, this this uh, this Advent Carol, we're really tapping into a larger picture of God's work in the world, and we are sharing the longings of God's people in the past, um, in the far past. This is a, this is a, this has actually been around since um for for for. Uh, more than a thousand years, this song. We're tapping into all the longings with that. To see God come near in a new way. In a way that maybe we don't expect. The Israelites did not expect their Messiah to come as a baby in a manger. So what's the way that God is going to come to us that will totally surprise us when he draws near. As we sing this song, it should lead us into rejoicing over Christmas, as well as longing for Christ's second coming. It should remind us of what God has already done, and also remind us of the promise of what God said will be done allow us to see the first advent, the first coming of Emmanuel God with us with wonder and awe, and then look towards the second advent with anticipation and hope. Today and this week, may this song remind you that God is with you. May it draw you into rejoicing as Christ, your Savior, and for all that he has done for you. And may it also draw you into a longing to see God's kingdom come and to see Christ return in glory. Every time we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. May those reminders come to the front of your mind. Mm -hmm. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you for the um, the faithfulness of generations past who write who who wrote these amazing scriptural songs for us to sing. And I pray, Father, that your Spirit would speak to us um, through these songs over the coming weeks of this Advent season, and particularly as we look to what this song O Come O Come Emmanuel teaches us about our about your son and our savior and lord Jesus today i pray that your spirit would help us to know jesus as god with us and that you would give us hope in that knowledge and peace in that knowledge and joy in that knowledge and give us a greater sense of love for you and our neighbors because of it. Taking risks for them and um, pushing ourselves into uncomfortable places so that they could come to know you. The God who came to be with us for their sake as well as ours. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.